0: morning you're worshiping beautifully praise you jesus just a moment longer keep your eyes focused on him praise you jesus you will be glorified in this house oh lord you will be magnified father god i just pray over your people and myself right now, that your good and perfect will would penetrate our minds and hearts. Not our will, but yours be done. Be with us this day, we ask and pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. And the saints of God said, amen amen and amen. So glad, so happy to see you all. We've been missing you. It it sounds like I'm in a can. If you could correct that, I I don't like the reverb, please. Just uh, regular would be great. Thank you. Today we are celebrating not only this opportunity to come back and fellowship together. I feel like David, he, David, in the Word of God, he says, My heart was glad when they said, Let us go into the house of the Lord. I've been excited. I couldn't hardly sleep. And I know that sounds weird, but listen, listen. You guys are from here. Do you got family here. You are my family. And you got taken away from me. It's a little bit different perspective, isn't it? I couldn't meet with you here. I couldn't go to your places. And here we are, transplanted in this community, and our family was taken away. So that, so now, think about going to one of your family reunions and being happy about it. Think about, I don't know, I don't know if you like your family. Or not. But I love you guys, so I'm excited today, and I feel like this is a family reunion. Not only that, it just happens to be Pentecost Sunday, and that's when I'm going to be preaching about Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> praise the Lord. And I'm excited to to share this this interesting fact. You know, we in the Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee, are part of the oldest continuing Pentecostal church on the planet. The uh, Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee, was founded in 1886. I believe if that math is correct. 134 years continually going. And and Pentecost is the the we're going to discuss that in detail today. Pentecost is that that part. In the Bible, where the, the disciples were waiting in the upper room, and something special and miraculous happened in that place. Matter of fact, before Jesus sent it to heaven, in Luke 24 49, he tells them, Wait in the city until. Now, here's the interesting thing sometimes us church folk don't like to wait. We, we want to see things happen right now. We pray and we expect it to happen right now. Sometimes it does. But sometimes you got to pray until. Until what? Until something happens. I'm going to be the first. As As a preacher, that gets frustrating sometimes. But our time is not God's time. And sometimes I doubt my own self as a preacher. I preach things. I say things. And sometimes people come. Sometimes they go. And I one time was throwing a fit. Had a little pity party. I don't do them long, but I do have them on occasion. And the Lord says, I'm the best teacher, and they left me. They turned away from me, and they killed me. I had perfect love. I spoke perfect truth, and they still turned away. Then in my own mind and vernacular, I don't know that it was Jesus I heard in my spirit, buck up, buttercup. So I'm like, okay. Okay. If I'm to be like Christ, then they've rejected Him for truth. They're going to reject you and me also, if you're bold enough to tell truth. Truth, what I mean by truth is the truth of God's Word. Because there's other things out there that people will claim facts or truth and they're subjective and from every individual's perspective, different angles of viewing things. I understand that. But what I know is the truth of God's word trumps facts. Truth was Israelites were being chased by Pharaoh's armies and they were up against the sea and there was no way to cross. That was a fact. But the truth of God's word is God intervened when Moses prayed and the sea was split. Truth. Fact. There was no water in the desert. Fact. They're thirsty. He told Moses, hit this rock. What? That's a fact. No water in the desert. Truth. He followed the truth of God's word. He obeyed and water sprung out. Truth of God's word trumps the facts of life. Fact is, the doctor told you the report doesn't look good. Truth is, regardless of the outcome, God paid the price in Pilate's court when he took a beating. He's beaten and bruised for our transgressions, our iniquities, and by his stripes we are healed. Truth of God's word. So he told his disciples, "Before I'm going, I'm getting ready to go, I'm going to send to heaven, and I, it's good for you, he says, that I go, because unless I go, I can't send the promise of God, I can't send the comforter. So he says, wait here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Now listen, they're already Christians. They're already believers in Jesus Christ. And he's telling them to go to the upper room and wait for something separate and distinct from salvation. Some people, some, some churches don't like that. It's uncomfortable for them to talk about spiritual things, spirituality. That there is a heaven and a hell. There are demonic forces that are at work against you. There is a Holy Spirit that is here to help you and he says go until you are clothed with power that word power in the original language language is dunamis where we get our word dynamite power strength we need something separate and distinct from just asking the lord to forgive us and to be our savior to do what he's called you to do in this world I got quiet on me. Okay, I get it. I get it. This is why. When you're called to be a witness and to go and talk to other people, sometimes you're like, I'm not sure. I don't know what to say. I'm a little shy. I'm not. I get it. Remember Peter denied Christ three times? He was nervous and afraid. But yet, we read later, after this separate and distinct event happened, He witnessed to over 3,000 people what changed. He still believed in Jesus. He still believed in the message. But there was something separate, something distinct, something powerful that happened to him that gave him a boldness and a strength, which is the original language of that word. And some of you need that boldness and that strength in your life today to make the stands that Christ is calling you to make. To be the witnesses that he's called you to be. Jesus even told Peter, this was, is this was what's going to happen. After you repent, after you get right, feed my sheep. Over and over again. See, this was foretold. John the Baptist talked in uh, Matthew uh, 3.11. He says, I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I. Whose sandals I am unfit to carry, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. There's something separate and distinct and special. Yes, we're led to salvation by the wooing of the Holy Spirit. He dwells with us. He is in us. But there is something separate and distinct and powerful that we need, that the disciples needed. that Jesus told them to have. If Jesus instructed his disciples to do that, Are we not his disciples? Should we not pray until you receive such a thing as well? I'll get into that a little bit more later. Speaking of Jesus, he said, this one's coming. Because they were already saved and they were already baptized. That's what John was doing. He was calling them to repentance. That's salvation. He was baptized in water. That's one of the things that we need to do. If you haven't, we can do that for you. But he's saying there's something else, and Jesus is bringing that something else. Man, some of you have been looking for that something else. You're saved. You've been praying, but you're still wore out. You're still tired. You're still frustrated. You're you're about ready to throw up your hands. I feel it in the spirit. Some of you are like, I just don't know. I'm coming here today as a last resort. This world is crazy. I'm about to lose it myself. I get it. In your own strength, that is the case. You can do it. No, 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 no. In this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's what Jesus says. Now, the question is, do you really believe that or not? If you don't, then you've got to draw closer to him. You've got to ask him for all that he has for you. And what does he have? This is one of the things. This is why we celebrate Pentecost. This is why the disciples waited. There, there was a lot of them in the upper room. I think 120, and they waited for a long time. Kind of in hiding. Kind of like a quarantine. I've often said, and I've been you know, messaging out there, don't leave quarantine the same way you went in. This is an opportunity for growth, development, Your mind, your body, your spirit, get right, get fit, get strong. Don't let it go to waste. That's another message for another time. Now now I feel the coach coming out of me. "Ah." You can do it. So let me explain to you about this fire. That Jesus is the one who, who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. All throughout scripture, we realize that God is related to fire. And this is an interesting thing. And it says in Hebrews twelve twenty nine, For God, for our God, is a consuming fire. One of the prayers I prayed before I really, and I caution you, this, I, woo, you got to be real, you got to be ready if you pray this prayer. I prayed this prayer. Lord, you're the all-consuming fire. Come and consume everything in me that is unpleasing to you. Woo-woo. Wait a minute. Care for what you ask for. Because you give him permission to enter in your life and to do that. He's going to. And, this, and I would imagine, it's like pruning. If I was a tree and someone's pruning the unfruitful areas of my life and cutting off branches and limbs, I'm sure that doesn't feel good. But the result in the end is more fruitfulness, more strength, more health. It doesn't seem like it would be a good thing, but it is. Do you want to settle for good enough? Or do you want to settle for God's good and perfect will? See, I'm tired of my own will because I I, I don't know it all. You might think you do, but I don't know about you, but I, I don't. And when I make my own decisions based on my own logic with my limited scope of the world... I'm a flawed and failed man, and I'm going to make flawed and failed decisions. I need the leading of the Holy Spirit that comes from the Heavenly Father. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't say anything unless the Father tells Him to. And I want God's good and perfect will for my life, not my good and perfect will. I might say, oh, I think this is a good idea, but I want to I say, like David said, let us consult with God. Bring the ephod. That was their way of saying, let's pray. Let us, let us go... Before you enter into a situation, a big move, let's go before the God. And he would say, Lord, shall we go up against them? Will you give us victory? Yes or no? And he would wait for an answer. Joshua, Moses, David, all the men of old prayed these things. Abraham. And we should too. So he's called the all-consuming fire. And then we also read in uh, Malachi, for he will be like a refiner's oil fire or a launderer's soap. It says again in Isaiah, uh, the Lord will wash by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of fire. All these things represent a couple of things. Fire uh, throughout scripture is, and is known as purification. It brings warmth. It brings light. It brings uh, strength. Uh, uh, fire brings all these things. And God's spirit should bring a little excitement into your life. If you're a humdrum Christian, ho-hum, no joy, something, something needs to happen. Something needs to... I don't believe that's pleasing to the Father. You about Praise the Lord. Yes, I love Jesus. Well, that's not going to attract very many people. What kind of magnet for, for the Father are you being with that? Right. I don't. I'm not saying I want some of that, and I'm not saying be fake, phony, or false either. I believe in authenticity, and and when you have the Spirit of God ruling and reigning in your life, that uh, authenticity—excuse me, my mouth is dry—will will show through. That's called the light of Jesus in your life. When that's rolling and reigning in your life, people will just come up to you. Will you pray for me? There's something different about you. Can Man, I just want to be by you. You become a magnet for people. And that's a special thing, because why? That opens up the door of opportunity to share your witness with them. And God delivered you from something, saved you from something, brought you through something that is going to help someone else. We can't be embarrassed about where we came from. We can't change that anymore. But what we can say is, God has delivered me from that. God saved me from that thing. I would have been worse off, but Jesus came into my life. I would have been farther away, but God brought me close. I would have been over here, but some brother or sister prayed for me and brought me from that place. I am better now now than what I was before. I'm not where I need to be, but God's not done with me yet. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. (laughs) I'm reminded of when Israel was uh, wandering the desert, Uh, the Lord appeared to Moses as a burning bush, fire, and he led Israel in a pillar of fire. Fire. That pillar of fire was significant because out in the desert, although it's very hot during the day, at night it gets freezing temperatures. They needed that fire. Not only did that fire keep them warm at night, it stood between them and the Egyptian army that was trying to kill them. Here's what we need to know. Although we are part of a, a church that has a long history in Pentecost, we need a renewing of Pentecost. It has gone stale. Now, I like camping and I like fires, but fires need some tending to. How do we know when we need the fire, a fresh fire, to fall again? When programs have become a replacement for passion and power, then the fire needs to fall. When worship becomes mechanical... It's time for the fire to fall. When you just come here and you're listening and you're watching the praise team, but you're just like, hmm, 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 it's not really my style, but I'm here. And, oh, that, that time they did good. If your mind's going that way, you're not worshiping. Oh, he made a mistake. He double-tapped the snare and should it no. Oh, he missed the key. Oh, right there, they should have did a riff. ah. That would have been a good spot. Then you're not worshiping. Your mind is not in the right place. Your focus is on them. They're leading you to him. And that's where your focus is being on him. If you focus on him, that's just a tool. The music in this is just the, the grease in the wheels to help you get to where you're going. Our focus here, listen, this isn't a concert. You can find a better show down the road. We're here, but what I'm going to tell you is the truth in love. You may not like the truth, but it's in love. My heart is pure in this. This isn't a good career move. I don't recommend it. This is a call. Do you guys love me? Smile at me. Some of you guys are mad dogging me. I don't know. Chris, back me up, man. But this is what I want to say is I want to see spiritual growth in you. It does me no good to get all excited. Well, let me tell you what the Lord said today. And send you home with just a good show. But where's the fruit? Where's the results? Cuz we all should be multiplying if each one would reach one, right? Cuz let's let be honest. I, I could I could fake it. I could turn it on. I could get all excited. I could do a little dance. hey. Hey. There's time for that later, but let's let's gird ourselves up with the Word of God. Let's get mature. Let's be excited. And when we're mature Christians and excited in the Lord and we're doing His work, then we can get excited and be cheerful and be uh, exorbitant and, and, and encouraging. We always need to be encouraging, but we can move to the next phase or next level. Does that make sense? Some of you still are doubting. The ones who are doubting, that means there's an area in your life that you don't like and you don't want me to touch. You don't want the Word of God to touch. You don't want the Holy Spirit to come in because he might shine a light on that dark area that you're not ready to give up yet. Yeah. Even as I'm preaching, Spirit of Lord's letting let me know that there's some folks that you, you, there's areas in your life, you love Jesus, but you love this one thing a little bit more because you're not willing to give it up whatever that thing is. That's for you to figure out between you and the Lord, but he's, he's revealing that to somebody right now. Holy Spirit's convicting. It's not me. I'm not doing a conviction. It's the Holy Spirit. So here we have that when, when worship becomes mechanical, we need a fall. When we no longer feel the conviction for the things that Bible says is sin, we need a fall of fresh fire. When we allow the immoral scenes and and the nudity on television and all those immoral things that are on there to invade our homes and we don't care anymore, we're callous to it, oh, that's not so bad, then we need a fresh fall of fire from the Lord. When we act like serving in church is a chore... We need a fresh fire to fall. Well, okay, they better be happy. I'm getting up and going over there. Whoa, 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 time out. I got, this ain't my house. This is God's house. And if you feel like you're doing God a favor, easy. Would you say that there needs to be some sort of spiritual checkup? If you feel like serving in the church is a, is, a, is a chore or you're doing God a favor. It's quiet out there. Come on, talk to me. You want me to just move on? Just move. I'm not trying to beat anyone up, but this is what I'm saying is a proper perspective. Correct? We don't do God favors. He saved your soul from going to the pits of hell. Serving him is an opportunity, and an opportunity for a blessing. He says, store up your treasures in heaven. You don't realize when you serve the church, you're storing up your treasures in heaven. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Here's what we know. We need revival in our land, in our churches, in our own personal lives, and it starts with us. And what the world needs, a world in crisis needs a church with power, and we have a world in crisis right now but where do they turn to the politicians aren't going to help them the activists aren't going to help them they they have a lot of pent-up uh, energy we got we got corona going on we got uh, world markets crashing we got uh, racial riots we got uh, injustices on many different levels we have all these things going on and who has the answer God is the only one with the answer I preached a little bit on that when we talked about uh, signs of the times. I'm not going to get into that today, but I told you then. I told you what we're going to see coming. And some of us have been talking, and we've been forecasting it, and we've been saying, and and it's not over. I don't want to be a doomsayer, but it's it's not over. But through God's strength, when it's darkest, with the light of Jesus Christ, you will shine the brightest. You'll be a beacon of hope. Amen. Here's what I know uh, about fire. In Proverbs, I love Proverbs. If you guys aren't reading Proverbs in your daily devotions, you need to get started. Because they're simple truths. Proverbs 26, 20 says, without wood, a fire goes out. That makes sense to me. Without a gossip, a quarrel dies down. Those are simple truths. If you apply them to your life, it be a little bit better. So without wood, a fire goes out. What about the fire of Jesus Christ in your life? What about the fire of the Holy Spirit in our churches? What about the fire of the church of God globally? What about that? We know this, in camping, if any of you have ever gone camping, if you get distracted, now I'm preaching to you, if you get distracted, say you're, you're splitting wood over here and you're not paying attention to the fire, it starts to dwindle. If you don't arrange the pieces just right, the airflow isn't there. Or if you just neglect it completely, it burns up because it hasn't been refreshed. And all you have is an ash heap, maybe some coals and embers. A fire needs to be fed and tended to. What about the fire of Jesus Christ in your life? Are you attending to it? Are you feeding it? What does that look like? See, you got to feed that fire the scripture tells us quench not the spirit. The spirit is that dutum. It's that fire. What are the things that we can do to add wood to the fire, to stoke the fire? Because I know when we're at the cabin, we're, we're poking at the fire. We're, it's, it's, it's a battle. You know, Jeremiah likes it. My wife is big into fire. So, we, you know, you've got to have the kindling. You've got to kindle the fire. And then you can't just set a match to a big log. It doesn't work like that. You can't have an inferno right away. You gotta start small. You get the embers going. You get the small leaves and, and, and dry grass and the little things going The paper perhaps and little bit bigger twigs. And then you start adding some branches. And, and then when you get a good hot coal going now, you can start adding some bigger logs and bigger logs. And what happens is one fire can catch another on fire. One log can catch another log on fire. So that's why we come. though scripture says, do not forsake the gathering together of the saints as some and a custom are doing. Why? We kindle each other. We stoke each other's fire. Uh, Sometimes my fire might be going out a little bit, but you're blazing hot. I need to go find it by you. And then I'm blazing hot now. And now we both can go set others ablaze as well and to keep that fire going. You got to tend to it. And some of the things that we can do to tend to that fire is Bible reading, prayer, praise, worship, forgiveness of others, living a righteous life. Those things keep the fire of God burning in your life. But when you neglect those things, chances are your fire goes down. There's not much warmth from a small fire. A small fire doesn't give a lot of light. If you try to boil some water on a small fire, which represents purification, you might get tepid water, lukewarm water, from a small fire. But Christ said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. But lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Small fire produces small results. And those results aren't pleasing. I'd rather be hot or cold. Now here's the thing, folks. It's available to you. That deutimus, that spirit, that fire is available to you. Seek the truth of God. Read his word. Ask for him to come. Say, Lord, I want all that you have for me. Don't seek the gift, but seek seek the giver of the gift. And and, then Paul goes on and talks about it in Corinthians. He says, Holy Spirit isn't just tongues. He brings everything. Whatever you need. What do you need? He's got it. Have you ever noticed that about God? His names are his characteristics. What do you need? I I don't have enough. Oh, good. He's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Well, Well, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little anxious. I'm a little depressed. Okay, call upon him. His other name is Jehovah Shalom, Peace. Well, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just like out there, and I don't have a covering. Good. His other name is Jehovah Nissi. Your covering, your banner. Whatever it is, he says I am. Whatever your need is today, direction, he is. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You need direction, get in his word. You need peace, get in his word. Visit him, pray to him, ask him, wait until he answers. We'll go to everything else if you can bend. Binge watch Netflix for for episodes after episodes. You can you can get a little Bible reading in. A little prayer time in. Somebody laughing. I just stepped on someone's toes. I'm gonna move on anyway. I, 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 I do a little binge watching myself from time to time. Here's what I'm gonna end with right here. Acts two, two. This is what the day of Pentecost, this is what everything was. And and uh because of the lighting, it's the lighting, it's not my age. I'm gonna put on my cheaters. Miss Francis, that ain't even funny. Here we are, Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together. There's something about unity. In one place, suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. That separated and came and rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. That is what happened on the day of Pentecost. And as a result, people came and they were wondering what is going on. And, and, and Peter began to explain to them what was happening. And in that explanation, uh, he goes on Peter explains the coming. Peter stood up. With the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only 9 in the morning. No, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even your, your servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Folks, we're in the last days. In order to survive that, we need the spirit of God in our life. We're in it. I don't know how far in it, but it's like, like I explained in my message, uh, Signs of the Times. Like a pregnant woman, we got one in the house. Keep her in your prayers. She went in to to the doctors last night. There was some stuff going on. We got a little nervous. But before she went, what did we do? I practiced what I preached. We prayed. We want want the baby to finish baking. I want health and strength. So I'm praying for it every day. Not just once, every day. Well, when are you going to quit? Until I'm going to pray until we got a healthy baby in our arms. I want the best for you, and this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to pray for a moment. For all who are willing, I'm asking you, just ask. We're not going to do anything big. I'm not calling you forward. We're not going to touch you or lay hands on you. I'm just saying, if you want more from God, ask him. You have not because you... That's a simple truth right there. And you say, Well, Pastor, I asked and it didn't happen. So asking is praying, and you pray until something happens. Don't stop. Don't give up. Keep going. And don't overthink it. God, God's not making it so complicated. Just start worshiping him. And I just ask for all of you right now, we're gonna do two things. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for those of you who want to receive this this power, this strength, that you would receive it. And then secondly, I want you to uh just take a moment, prepare your mind and heart, and we are going to take communion, those who want to. There are some um, elements in front of your seats, and if there's not enough, we'll get some. Jeremiah, can you go grab the tin, that's, uh, the, the element tin? Do you guys see the elements in front of your seats? If there's not enough, the next section might have some. Give a moment for those to be distributed and, 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 and gotten, and then we will uh, go into it. Um, I want you to begin to prepare your mind and heart. Get yourself right. Get yourself ready, because to take it unworthily isn't a good idea. And uh, it doesn't mean you got to get saved again. Just, Lord, forgive me for any wrongdoing, any offense in my heart, forgive me. And, and try not to do it again, right? So right now, let's take a moment, get your mind right. We're going to take communion, remembering what Christ did for us on Calvary. And then we're going to ask him to fill us with even more. Even more, because you can have a little fire and you want a bigger, right? Yeah, yeah, ask for more. That's okay. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you now in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask that you just, Father, renew, refresh, our minds and our hearts stir us up again like stoking of fire Lord, the world has weighed us down. The the situations we're going through are weighing us down. But you're still on the throne. You are still my God and King. Help me, Lord, to be the man that you've called me to be. To help them to be the women that you've called them to be, Father. We ask these things, Lord. Purify us. If there's anything offensive in our minds and heart, a word spoken, a a judgment cast, whatever it is, Father God, forgive us and cleanse us of that unrighteousness. Father, we want to lift up holy hands to you. Lord, and we want to come to you now and remember what you did for us on Calvary. Now, I'm going to just uh, read a scripture, and I'll give you some instructions. And uh, in Luke, it tells us at the Last Supper, And he took the bread, and he gave thanks, and he broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So I'm telling you now, take the bread. He broke it, and he gave it to him and said, Take and eat. Thank you, Lord, for your body that was beaten and bruised. That was sacrificed for us. That brings healing to us. We thank you. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which was poured out for you. Thank you, Father, for for shedding your blood for us on Calvary. You took the whipping. You took the pierced hands. You took the crown of thorns and they thrust a spear in your side. We thank you for doing that. We thank you for salvation. Take and drink. Praise you, Jesus. And right now, raise your hands if you're willing. Heavenly Father, we want more. We're not satisfied with where we're at. We want more of you. We want more of your power and your presence. We want the deutimus that you speak of in your word. If your word and your promise is yes and amen, let it come on us right now. We're asking praying. Lord, for your people, may your power and presence be bestowed upon them, Father God. Uh, Lord, we want more. If you guys would just say more. More, Lord. Let your spirit be present. Say, I receive it now in Jesus' name. Father God, let it be in your holy name. We ask and pray these things according to your will. In your name, we thank you and receive it. And the church of God said, amen and amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God bless you guys. I love you so much. Before you leave, You guys have been so generous and so faithful. We didn't want to do offering in the regular way. We're asking that you drop it off on your way out. There's buckets on the back door. And also, if you're, I'm going to be in communication, have been in communication with uh, Pastor Mike Arp in Midland. They are still going through or dealing with the flood, disaster that was over there. And so if you want to give a gift to uh, that, mark it on your envelope. uh...